Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Adalis. How's everybody doing? It's that Monday time of, you know, podcast stuff. Uh, Anywho, we are talking today about four reasons why you should become a strong Christian. Now, we were talking about this uh, during the Facebook Live today and when we were live on TV, CTN, which if you don't know, we are live on uh, Dish and what's the other one? Direct TV, CTN. Just look it up. I think it's uh, channel 267 on Dish. And then on Direct TV, it's 367. So go on there and, and take a look-see. And then if you are on, I think, aren't they like on cable too? I don't know the specifics on that one either. Just if you uh, look to see if you have CTN. And then at 20, uh, at 1230, we go on live and we talk about, um, well, this week we're talking about, uh, how to become a strong Christian and we're, uh, delving into different aspects of that. So what that looks like. So, uh, you know, just last week we were talking about developing your dominion and your authority and we're going to break it down even more because you have to develop a strong spirit in order for, and I'll tell you why. These four things, these will just get, let's just kick it into gear and we'll go right to it. Why you should become a strong Christian. The number one reason, because we want to overcome the evil one. Because if you want to be an overcomer, if you want to uh, combat evil, if you want to do away with uh, failure and defeat and just be an overcomer, this is something you have to do. You have to develop a strong spirit. You need to be a strong Christian in order to combat this in your life. Now, I'm saying this, and maybe it seems practical, too practical, or maybe uh, very elementary, but it, it bears repeating because most people will continue to blame outside circumstances for the things that are happening in their lives, and they negate themselves the responsibility of developing a strong spirit. And so you get spiritually lazy, which in return brings you nothing but disaster. Just mess after mess, uh, you know, failure after failure. And then you'll live this entire 2019 thinking to yourself like it, this, nothing changed. This is the same as last year and the year before that. It's a repeat. I've not progressed. Nothing is ever really developed on the inside of me. Nothing is developed on the outside of me. Nothing is brought increase. I'm practically just staying afloat. And if that's you, if you've even said that to yourself and you've thought to yourself, like, man, I feel like I'm just spinning around in circles, then I want you to begin to get in your word All right, that was the number one thing that we even got into the word today about how to become a strong strong Christian is to develop the word on the inside of you. Uh, But why? Because we want to combat the wicked. We want to be overcomers. We want to overcome the wicked. So go with me to 1 John 2, 14. And if you're driving, just take my word. I'm not going to make up words, okay? Take my word for it. I'm not making this up. I ain't that smart, (laughs) okay? Um, so here we go. 
I think I took And to all my Pats fans out there, still here, hashtag still here. Okay? Sips up. Bottoms up to you. I'm going to have some tea. Um, haters are going to hate. I know I lost uh, a few of you. And uh, someone even posted, I guess we're automatically become Rams fans. Y'all are haters. I don't know if you watched the game yesterday. <clears throat> Just have to go here. I have to go. I have to. I have to go to this place because uh, in the time of calamity, where we thought we were going to lose it, you know who stayed calm, cool, and collected? Mister Tom, greatest of all time, Brady. He was just sitting on that bench with his coat and his hat thingy on. I don't even know what you call those things. And he was just looking out like he was the king. Like 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 nothing had happened. Like no, they didn't just take the lead. Like that he he was just as focused as I have seen anybody be focused and he just didn't care. He had such determination in his eyes that he didn't say with his eyes, I got this. This ain't this this ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. It's nothing. It's nothing. This is nothing. And you know what? It proved. It showed. Because he he got that W, ladies and gentlemen. He certainly did. And uh he didn't he didn't break a sweat over it. He wasn't trying to like, you know, uh, you know, walk back and forth. He wasn't fretting. He wasn't fearful. He just sat there and knew exactly what he was capable of. And you know, he was just saying, I got I got too many rings under my belt for me to be stressed out about this. What is this? This is nothing. I can do this. Give me, give me, give me, uh, you know, give me three minutes and it's done. And so let that be an encouragement to you when you look at Tom Brady. Become a strong Christian. Okay. He's not a Christian, but I'm praying that he will become a strong Christian. Amen. Anywho, why you should become a strong Christian. Number one. You want to overcome the wicked. First John 2, 14. See, I don't make myself happy thinking about the game that I don't forget to read. First uh, John 2, 14. It says, I write to you, fathers, because you have come to know, and this is the amplified, recognized, be conscious of, and understand. That's what knowing is. To recognize, to be conscious of, and to understand. Him, who? The Lord, who has existed from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and vigorous. I, this is the Lord telling you right now, you are strong and vigorous and the word of God is always abiding in you, in your hearts. And you have been victorious over the wicked one. This should give you a little bit of insight as to what it takes to be strong in spirit. Number one, you have to be in your word. It says you are strong and you are vigorous. Because the word of God is always abiding in your hearts. And then what does this allow us to, to be able to do? Oh, yeah. So you become victorious over the wicked one. So, so if you're always, victor- if you're perpetually victorious over the wicked one, how can problems try to, you know, uh, why are you in, in disarray for two, three months out of the year? Why is it like up and down where you're like good one, one day and like, you know, back in the pit uh, another 14 days and it goes up and down 
left and right, and it just doesn't make any sense. And you know what? It's because you haven't developed your strength in the spirit by abiding, uh, you know, by by abiding in the word. And having the word of God always be abiding in you. This is a, a huge element for a believer. And most people, you know, I think I'm going to make this up. Pew Research Studies. Don't look it up because um, I'm, I'm certainly making it up. But it was something like this. It was something it was something crazy. And it, it, it was um, how, uh, you know, less than. Uh, 15% of church members or people who actually call themselves Christian delve into Bible reading on a day-to-day base. So I, I say 15%. I, I bet you that's generous. I would say less than 2% do it every single day. And so I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm very much letting you know, if you want to be a success, then all you got to do is read the word of God every single day and you'll be ahead of the of uh, of of the crowds here you'll be ahead you will you will be so ahead because most people get so lazy and see I don't have time to read my word I don't have I got you know I got three kids I got to take to school I'm always carpooling I got to do this and I got, you've got so many uh things available to us right now one of them being uh your phone how you're listening to this you know going on there going on YouTube and 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 having the word of God being read to you you know that's available and it's free uh you know or maybe just saying no to Facebook at night before bed and saying, I'm going to take this time and I'm going to read three chapters of the word of God every single night. I, I mean, it takes you having to be that diligent in scheduling time uh, to be in God's words, but uh, uh, in God's word. But I'll tell you, if you do it, you will 100% overcome the wicked one. You will never be defeated. You won't ever quit. You won't ever give up and say, this is too difficult. Is this really worth it? No, that nonsense will never come out of your mouth. Luke eleven twenty one and 22 says, when the strong man fully armed from his courtyard guards his own dwelling, his belongings are undisturbed. His property is at peace and is secure. But when one uh, uh, stronger than he is attacks him and conquers him, he robs him of his whole armor on which he relied and divides up and distributes all his good as plunder spoil. So we understand that it's going to take, like if you want to combat the evil one, if you want to annihilate the, the lies and the schemes of the devil, then you have to be stronger than he is. You need to be stronger than your enemies. That point period blank, you cannot go and just live haphazardly, waking up without a plan of ex, uh, of uh, a plan of of action in your life. You know that that's what that's what weak people do. They get up and just they go with the flow. They go wake up and on an emotion. You know, uh, uh, I I feel I just woke up with a headache. Don't talk to mommy today. Don't do that. Yeah. You know, just living on an emotion instead of living in the carnal, instead of living in the spirit. And so you can't, you're not going to exercise any kind of dominion. You won't be able to, especially over the devil, if you, if you're not going to develop, you know, a strong man. When I see, when I picture a strong man, I picture like the rock. That's who I picture. You ain't messing with the rock. You're not going to go up to him and mouth off. You're just not. But if you were to mouth off with to, you know, give me somebody who looks weak. 
Um, I don't. I can't even. They're not even memorable. They're not even memorable. Jay says, "Kim John, I don't even know who that is. I don't. I don't even know. I can't even see because they're not even people. Don't weak people don't even stick into your your brain to even like picture. Okay, so look how significant that is. Can't even remember a, a weak looking person." Uh, but, but if they were weak, you'd go up there and slap them up, you know, and be like, Hey, what was guy? I can, I can take you. I can take you. And, uh, you know, 15 other people who look as weak as you, but when you develop a strong spirit, that means, and, and you should see this man's routine, what he has to eat on a day to day basis. This is, I'm talking about the rock, which by the way, if you're eating, it is not time to eat just yet. It is day 20 of this fast. You got one more day. You guys did so awesome. And you are going to reap the benefit of it the entire year. Can you say amen? So, I mean, it, it takes diligence to stay that big, to stay that strong. You got to be in the gym. You got to wake up uh, earlier than everybody. Make sure you got the protein. Make sure you're eating enough calories. Just working out constantly. That takes effort to be strong. And so why do people think in Christianity that you could all, all of a sudden just wake up one day and be strong in spirit? without doing anything, without doing your due diligence of being in your word, staying in prayer, uh, fasting, you know, all of these things you have to implement on, on, on the day to day, every single day. And it's shocking how many even ministers will go and never do this. They'll, they'll study for one message Saturday night and that's it. And nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever like explodes for them. There's no miracles. There's no signs. People don't get saved. And you wonder why. Develop a strong spirit so that you can overcome the wicked. That was number one. Number two, he's planning to attack you behind again. So what you ought to do is be ready. He's going to attack again. Turn with me to Ephesians 6.13. Ephesians 6.13 says, Therefore put on God's complete armor, that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger, and having done all the crisis demands, to stand firmly in your place. Now this stand, according to Dakes, let me look it up because it was so good the other day, I read it out loud. Um, to the people that I was preaching to, and I'm going to find it again. It's um Dakes. It's a Dakes notes, and it says, "Having done all you can, stand." And what does that mean? It's a military phrase. And having conquered all, okay, so you've already fought the 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 battle here. Having done it all, you stand. Why? Because you're ready to battle again. You are ready to do battle again. And so the, the next verses tell you about the importance of getting fully prepared for that uh, battle. You need to have your loins girded about with truth, the breastplate of, of righteousness, your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace, peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. These things you need to be in preparation of. You have to understand that the devil never sleeps and he is never going to take a break from harassing you and trying to attack you. And if you're lulled at the, uh, at the wheel, 
and 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 you think, well, oh, the, I, I won that that fight. I got that fight under my belt. And then you just sit there relaxed. You get I mean, think about an MMA player. Uh, an MMA fighter, shall I say, player, an MMA fighter. You think if Conor McGregor right now stopped working out and stopped being diligent about going to the gym, do you think that he could go in that ring or in that octagon and fight somebody who's, who's, who's been, you know, very disciplined in their uh, regiment and very, you know, uh, diligent and working hard. Do you think that he would be able to win if he just stopped working out for a straight year? Absolutely not. Absolutely. He'd get, he'd be tubby. He'd be chubby probably. Cause if you stop working out and you just let go it, the, the effects are almost instant. It's, it's damaging. So why in the world would we think that after one small victory that we see that we could just take our foot off the pedal and just be like, hey, let's just go with the flow. I mean, we did one thing. No, I'm telling you, you better be aware. You better understand that the devil comes like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And lions always go for the weakest in the in the in the pack. They always do. They're always, they always hone in on the one that looks like he's limping around or, you know, he's, he's the one that looks like he's, you know, off on his own. And that's what most of us do. We go, you know, well, I guess this worked. It was okay, but now I'm going to do my own thing and, and, and I'm going to forget about the things of God. And then you're like, not even with your fold. You're not even in the house of God. You're all the way out by yourself. And then you wonder why you are susceptible to attack time and time again, buddy. It's because you need to stay in the fold. You need to be strong. You need to develop these things and never, ever give up. Never, ever underestimate, you know, the fact that he's come, he's coming and he, he wants to attack you again and again. And that's why he, the, the word of God even says, be alert, be sober minded and stay awake, stay alert. You know, the enemy is coming and he wants to attack you. He wants to attack your life and your family's life. So stay ready. Having done all you can, stand. So go with me to 1 Kings twenty twenty through 22. Here's a perfect example. I mean, it's OT, but it's, it's the Bible nonetheless. 1 Kings twenty twenty, And each one killed his man. The Syrians fled and Israel pursued them. Benadad, king of Syria, escaped on a horse with the horsemen. The king of Israel went out and smote the riders of the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. The prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go, fortify yourself and become strong and give attention to what you must do. For for at the first of next year, the king of Syria will return against you. The prophet came, 22, the prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, go, fortify yourself, who? Yourself. Fortify yourself and become strong and give attention to what you must do. For the first of this next year, the king of Syria will return against you. That should be a word for every one of us. Go right now. It's great that you have won all these wonderful battles. That's awesome. Now go and fortify, strengthen yourself even more. Give attention to what you have to do because very soon the enemy's going to try to rear his head and try to attack you. But you don't have to be afraid of that attack. If you're well prepared for the attack and you see this impish little, you know, 
twerp trying to come uh, on your territory, all you got to do is smite his behind. Kick his little behind up out of your, and see, when, when you're strong, you have that courage and you have that tenacity and you have that kind of strength afforded you. That when you are looking around, having done all I can stand. So uh, another thing is uh, looking around, seeing like, wh- what else? What el- who, who else? And so when you are aware that the enemy is coming, then there's not going to be surprise attack. There, there, there can't be. You're aware. You're aware of it. Oh, wait a minute. I see that this right here, and this is how it would work. Maybe, maybe uh, there's somebody in your business who's transpiring to do something wicked against you. Uh, the Holy Ghost, if you're strong in spirit, the Holy Ghost will tell you, you, you better keep an eye on this guy. And if he does any of these things, I would, uh, I would terminate him immediately. Instead of just being ignorant of the things that are happening in the spirit and, and the, 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 the still small voice of the Holy Spirit that you keep them on board. And then, you know, two years down the road, there's a full attack out against you and your, your job is at stake. Your business is at stake because this one little lunatic loser came in under the guise that he loves you and wants to work for you and yada, yada, yada. See, this is what I'm talking, this is the reality of it. It doesn't have to be in the ministry. It could be right where you're at with your business, with your, uh, with your children. I don't know if I like Sandy. I'm sorry. There I said, I don't get a, mommy doesn't get a good feeling about Sandy. So I don't want you hanging out with Sandy. And I'm not talking to you uh, about you, Pastor Sandy Garcia, because you're my girl. But Sandy was the first that was the first name that um pop up in my head. Okay? So there's another Sandy out there that's causing trouble for some imaginary kid that I made up. Okay? And so that's these inklings, these little things are what you stand against. And and it's 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 why you develop a strong spirit so you go fortify yourself, be strong in the Lord, and then you're going to go and and make sure that the attack is snuffed out. It doesn't have to be full out war. You can attack the thing even before they come. Have you ever played Call of Duty? Yeah. You know, there's people that if you get a good position, if you get a great position, there is, uh, you could see the enemy from a mile away. And there ne- never needs to be gun battle. You could just take your rifle, your sweet, wonderful rifle with the amazing scope. With that little red thing, what is it? The red dot sighting. And you could just blow your, your enemy away without even having to have any kind of battle. I don't have to lose blood. No, I could just take you out a mile before you even try to come near me. You don't even see me. I'll take you out. So we do this because we want to overcome the wicked and we want to make sure that we snuff out any other attack. Because guess what? He will attack again. He will. Inevitably, that's just his game. He wants to attack. So forget the surprise attacks. Just be on guard. That's why you have a strong spirit. He's planning to attack you again. Get that through your head. So if he can't take a downtime, why would you? Why would you take a hiatus on church? Because you want to go hunting? Because Sunday's the only time you can go hunting? Clueless. People, legit. I don't even get it. People want to play games. 
And all of a sudden, things are going in disarray. But no, because you wanted to go hunting on Sunday. You thought it was an appropriate day to take the Lord's Day to go hunting. I don't even know. I don't even know where that came from. But I'm just saying, like, even that. Or work. Y'all want to work on Sunday. What? If you knew, if you knew that the enemy was coming, you would be serious about your life. Serious about your spirit. Serious about the strengthening yourself in the Lord. You would be. You would be. You would be. Number three, because it's wisdom. I'll take it to Proverbs 24, 5, if you would allow me. Proverbs 24, 5 says, A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. A wise man is strong and is better than a strong man. And a man of knowledge increases and strengthens his power. That's all you got to know. That's all you got to know. It's wisdom for you to develop uh, the, uh, 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 a strong spirit. It's wisdom to become a strong Christian. Point period blank. Because it's not by might and it's not by power. It's by the spirit, says the Lord of hosts. So it doesn't matter if you even feel weak in your body. If you develop this, it's actually better than being a strong man. If you're strong in spirit and have the wisdom of God, I'll tell you what. That's where everybody should be. That's where everybody should be. And it's in the word. So it's wise. It's wisdom. To develop a strong spirit. It's wisdom. Let me read that in a different um, version. Do you have uh, New King James? Get it for me, Jace. Proverbs 24, 5. Proverbs 24, 5. Do-be-do. You know what? I'd like to know what Dakes has to say about that. So you're going to have to wait here for a second. 24, 5. A wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. Wisdom is stronger than physical strength. For with it, a man can invent labor-saving devices that will do the work of thousands. Yeah, that's the um, Dake Study Bible. Yeah, it cross-references it. A wise man is strong. Yeah, a man of knowledge increases strength. For by wisdom or for by wise counsel, you will wage your own war and in the multitude of counselors, their safety. I just read one. Uh, that was verse six. I didn't mean to read that one, but I did because somebody had to read it. So anyway, it's, it's wise. It's wisdom to develop a strong spirit. And it actually, if you develop a strong spirit, it's worth more than actual physical strength because it saves you. It saves you. <laughs> I, I mean, it saves you from a lot of heartache, a lot of disaster, a lot of uh, a lot of financial messes. It, I mean, trust me, you want to do this. Please develop it. Please. It's that important. There's so many people that are frustrated right now, and it's because of that. 
It's because you haven't developed uh, a, a, a strong enough spirit. And, a, and, and really, when you develop a strong spirit, you develop wisdom because you have that wisdom. The only way that you could increase uh, this kind of, of, of strength in your life is through the word. And so the more words you ingest, the more it affects every aspect of your life. Legit. This kind of wisdom is supernatural and it supersedes the, the natural man's strength. And it'll always put you on top a hundred times out of a hundred. You won't be qualified, but all of a sudden you're doing what you're like not qualified to do. Why? Because of the wisdom of God that's upon you. That's why anybody who ever experienced this kind of wisdom went right to the top. Look at Joseph. He always was positioned straight to the top. He couldn't stay down. Never, never could he stay down. He always had, a, you know, even when he was in prison, where there's nothing there, there's nothing, there's no hope there. They always positioned him where where they he would relieve the guards and those people that were on duty of all of their responsibilities, and they didn't have to do anything because they just relied on Joseph's efforts. Because of the supernatural wisdom that he carried. Always to the top. And that's our promise. So if we're not seeing that fulfilled in our lives, if we're not shooting straight to the top, if we're not getting promotions, if we're not, you know, continuing to thrive and flourish, it's because of this. Because this kind of wisdom is supernatural. And it equips you for everything in life. Believe it or not. The fourth and last one is because we have to win the race. If you want to be a winner, then you absolutely need to develop a strong spirit. You need to become a strong Christian. Before we even, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm going through these things, before we even delve into like the different aspects to develop a strong spirit, because I want you to understand how important it is to develop. That the why be a strong Christian? Like who get like what who like who's gonna benefit from this? Like uh, why why even develop a strong Christian? Uh, you know, or or, or uh, a strong spirit, or be why even be a uh, a strong Christian if you don't even understand why you should be become a strong Christian? And so these are the the reasons. Number one, to overcome the wicked. Number two, because he's planning to attack you again. Number three, because it's wisdom. And number four, because we want to win the race. Psalm 19, 4 and 5. Is it Psalm? Yeah, Psalm 19, 4 and 5. It says, yet their voice in evidence goes out through all the earth. Their sayings to the ends of the world. Of the heavens has God made a tent for the sun, which is as bridegroom compared coming out of his chamber, and it rejoices as a strong man to run his course. Give me that in the New King James Version. Which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and it rejoices as a strong man to run his course. I'm going to read that in my new uh, Psalm 19, 4 and 5. New Living Translation here. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them, he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Yes, Lord. That was the King James Version. 
Jace? New King James. The New Living Translation says it like this. Yet their message has gone throughout the earth and their words to all the world. God has made a home in heaven for the sun. It bursts forth like a radiant bridegroom after his wedding. It rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. A great athlete. That's why I read it in the New King James because it says strong. He rejoices like a great athlete eager to run the race. Listen, that was all good. But I actually want to read one more. And you know which one's coming. So hold on. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us all. Hebrews 12.1. Okay, everybody? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endures the cross. He endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endures such opposition from sinners, so that you won't grow weary and lose heart. That's another um, awesome scripture. Okay? Throw off everything that easily hinders you and entangles you. And let us run with perseverance those race marked before us. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Listen, I can tell you right now that most people don't even know that they're in a race, that this life is a race. Just like hop, hopping around, like minding your own business, not even aware that you are in a race. But make no mistake about it, you are in a race. And so we have to we have to understand that because uh, you, we want to win. You have to be a winner. This is these are all things that most people just kind of want to say. That's not it's not about winning, and that's what like Christianity does. It kind of like dumbs everything down. So to the fact that everyone's a winner, no one's really that smart. Every we're all smart, and this and the other. But no, you could actually uh, you know set a pace where you're ahead. Or you could you could train yourself to be a winner, just like any athlete. Any athlete really does uh, their due diligence by working out and and staying fit. And so, why not do that? Why not be like those athletes? And that's what um, this guy was talking about in First Corinthians nine. Paul, what soldier has to pay? No, that's not what it is. 1 Corinthians 9, 26, and he says, Don't you realize that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with the purpose in every step. Listen to that. 
I run with purpose in every step. If you're not running with purpose in every step, you are wasting your time. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. There it is. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. So there is a disqualification that you can fall susceptible to if you aren't continually realizing that you're on this race and you better win. Like there's no, there's no losing involved here. Like if if you purpose in your heart that you're going to win this race and you're winning to win and you will do everything you can so that you run with purpose in every step, disciplining your body like an athlete and training it to do what it should. See, that's what, where, where people get lazy. We don't want to train. We don't even train our children to go in the way they, you, you, you don't leave your kid to be raised by YouTube and, and the iPad. You won't even take time to sit down and study the word of God. And then later on when they're 12 and 13 and they don't want to go to church anymore and they're giving you the finger and they're pushing you around, you're thinking, where the heck did this come from? And it's because you didn't even want to do that. You didn't want to discipline your own self to structure time with your family, time in the word, time in the presence, training them to do what they should. And then all of a sudden you have to have like, you know, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm telling you this out of love because I don't want it to come to that. So if you could just get for like if, if you get forewarned about the things that you can avoid, why not implement them now? Start this year. It's a perfect time to do it. Start this year to say every Thursday we're doing Bible study as a family. We ain't doing Nobody else is allowed to come. Just us. Here, we're going to open the scriptures. Everybody's going to read a, a segment. Then we're going to all, each of us, pray. Pray for one another. Pray for the things that we want done in this home. Pray for our family. This is going to be our time to pray and worship the Lord together. Why not do that before it all just, just falls apart? And why not do that before they go off to college and think that they can, you know, do whatever they want to do? Why not instill in them? The importance of being in the spirit or, you know, walking in the spirit and, and putting godly things first. This is what Paul was trying to tell you. Like, you just have to live with purpose, live understanding that this is a race and you will either win or you're going to lose. So you might as well set it out to win. I don't like losing. And I know neither do you. Nobody does. Nobody likes to be a loser. So why not do everything you can possibly do to win? Why not stay ahead and just win? Win all the time. You can if you develop a strong spirit. This is what I'm talking about. So this is going to be a a few series as to how to develop a strong spirit. Now you know why it's important. And now we'll we'll endeavor to go into uh, the how-tos. How can I continue on developing a strong spirit or or being a strong Christian? Don't be, please don't be a prayer project. Why do you, why does, there's just too many people out there that need prayer. I just can't fe- seem to get the victory. No, you need a word. You need the word. You need to develop this for yourself. Nobody else can want it for you. Nobody else can do it for you. So my prayer today is that there is something that's imparted to you that says, I have had enough. 
this Christianity that I've been living, it's been all right. I thank God for my salvation, but I've been, been tasting too much failure. I've been having too much, you know, torment happening in my life. And today it's, it's done. I'm going to close the door off of that and make it my business to create a strong spirit in me so that I come, I can combat and stay strong for the rest of this life that I'm living. It's, you got to take it seriously. So I hope that's my prayer, ladies and gentlemen, that the word of God can be brought to you and you can apply these truths to your life because nobody else can do it for you. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to break it to you. You can't, you can't get to heaven one day and say, you know what? It was auntie June. She done pissed me off. She done pissed me off, Lord. And, uh, you know, and that's why, and then she, she then had the audacity to invite me to church after she done did what she did and that, 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 that. And then you think that the Lord's going to be like, oh, so you're going to like, you know, blame auntie June for not serving me on Sunday. You think that's going to be like a qualification to get into heaven? Like you can convince God that, you know, whatever's happened in your life, like it's going to be a good enough excuse. He's going to say no. It ain't going to happen. I sent my one and only son, Jesus. Okay. And he died in your stead. And that was a a major act of faith. Because even while the Bible says, even while you were in your sin, he went and did that for you because he loved you. And so we should mimic our lives with, you know, after Jesus and just say, you know what? My life is a living sacrifice to you, Lord, and I'm going to make it worth something for you. Jesus, your, your death wasn't in vain. I'm telling you what, if I'm the only one who makes that worth it for you, I absolutely will make it worth it for you. I will, I will snuff out the enemy. I will bring souls into the kingdom. I will fund this end time harvest. I'll do everything it takes. I'm going to position myself to be a force for the kingdom of God. And that's where we all should be, especially after this uh, prayer and fasting time. So continue to be in prayer. You got one more day. We're so proud of you. It's going to be a, a, a life-changing year. Do you believe it? Good. I'll see you on Wednesday. Love you.